0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. I'm
2: oh mama. I'm oh mama made my. Anything's possible. Best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you got a repeat. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah. Corralis, Packard, and J. King locked on trying to get the
1: Welcome back to the Lockdown
0: Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your regular routine. We're now here for you about three days a week. We're scaling back on the Monday through Friday as the as things slow down, but we'll still be here for a few shows per week to keep you through the offseason. We're the Rain of Jays. I am John Corrales, joined tonight by Sam Jam Packard, and we want to thank especially Kyrie Irving for giving us all his content this week. Monday show talking about Flat Earth. Today he had a news conference. Tuesday he had a news conference. So today, the Wednesday show, we're talking about his, you know, a bunch of things that he said, and then afterwards we'll talk a little bit about LeBron. And Jason Tatum put, on, uh, put up a picture on Instagram that got him roasted by his teammates. So let's dive into Kyrie. And the big takeaway out of this that everybody online is getting completely wrong is that, Kyrie Irving is not going to sign an extension uh, with the Celtics, which we all knew he wasn't going to sign an extension. But today he was asked, and he said, quote, contractually or financially, it just wouldn't make any sense. And because all of a sudden he has a quote about it, people like the New York, I believe New York Daily News are saying, Kyrie refuses to sign extension, leaves New York on the table.
2: Yeah, no, it's the headline business. It's the aggregation business that just turns like a quote where he clearly clearly lays out financially. It doesn't make sense because I would lose a bunch of money if I signed an extension. Like that's just the way the CBA works. Um, extensions were designed so you could like kind of get a raise within your current contract. But then the, the CBA went up uh, or the cap went up a bunch and it kind of changed uh, the – the parameters of the kind of the deals that people like people like Kyrie Irving went off like were signed on when it was kind of the pre-big cap raise. It just doesn't make. Like, it, you just look at it, it's like thirty million dollars. What is yeah. it? Like forty million? Of course he's not going to sign that. It's insane.
0: Eighty million. So
2: what? Eighty
0: that's, million. That's absurd. Right. So for people who don't understand what the difference is, the extension allows the Celtics and Irving to take the contract as it stands now and extend it. So same contract, which means the raise after that year, that final year is it goes up a percentage, think like 15% of what his previous salary is. So, okay, fine. That's still a lot of money, but the, by declining his player option in a couple of years, actually, yeah, a couple of years, this, they would enter into a completely new contract, and if he agrees to a maximum contract, then he is eligible for a percentage of the salary cap. So as that cap has gone up, that percentage of the salary cap is a significant amount of money, and it all works out to be about $80 million. So that's why you don't Could sign get an extension. A-
2: Oh, sorry for interrupting. But do you know if he's like the thirty-five percent um, max or the thirty percent max? I think it's like ten years of service, but I don't know her service line would would fall for that.
0: I want to say it's the thirty percent max. I don't think it's the thirty-five, but I still a ass load sure. of money. It's still a ton <laughs> of money, a ton of money, and he can sign a five-year deal, which would keep him with the Celtics even longer. So, uh, it's. It, it doesn't make any sense financially. Like even if he said, yes, today, I want to spend the rest of my career with Boston. I'm going to make it unequivocally known. I want to spend the rest of my career as a Celtic. He still would not have signed an extension. Uh, I'm sure the Celtics would love for him to sign an extension because that saves them a ton of money. But from a player perspective, 80 million, it's a lot of cash. It's a lot of cash. It's hitting the, that's Powerball money. So, why
2: would- and and if you read all the rest of his quotes from his media session, it, he had like nothing but good things to say about exactly. being in Boston, the team that he was around, the excitement like surrounding having getting Gordon Hayward back. Like there's just no indication that he wants to leave. It seems like he had a pretty damn good first year, and because of injury, didn't get to go even see it through the playoffs. Like he's clearly has a commitment to the Boston Celtics, and has like nothing to good like but good things to say about Brad. This doesn't make any sense. Like he may, the, he may not resign in uh, at the end of his current contract because who knows what's going to happen? It's the NBA, but it feels like just at this moment, he's pretty happy to be in Boston. and There's just like no other way to read into that situation.
0: Right. So it's it's next summer, summer of July 2019. He will decline the final year of his contract to uh, unless something crazy happens, but he will decline the 21 million. he will become an unrestricted free agent, which when that happens, that opens up the the possibility that someone else will come in with some kind of deal or offer or situation that may be more appealing. That is entirely possible. I have significant doubts that it will be the New York Knicks. Uh, I would expect the Celtics next summer to have the best possible situation for Kyrie Irving. And for him to sign a max contract that will pay him upwards of 30 something million dollars. And he will continue on with Boston.
2: It just makes the most sense. Cause at the end of next year, they're either going to have been won the title or have come uh, short of competing for the title. And it's like human nature. It makes sense that you would go back with the team that you think is puts you in the best position. And with uh, the Celtics current roster, like, they're in a position to win for the next like five years, uh, clearly, and it just doesn't make like why would you go to the Knicks? It's just <laughs> it's a, it's a nonsense franchise with a terrible owner. Just like there's nothing, there's zero kaizen uh, at all with the Knicks. No, and it just it doesn't really make sense. Kai, like it really feels like Kyrie's in, in an environment where like he enjoys uh, the kind of. Um, approach of Brad Stevens they seem to like Kyrie is very deferential in talking about Brad Stevens and how like smart he is and in pointing things out I don't know it just doesn't make any sense to me why go to the Knicks is, is the main point there's no reason to go to the Knicks
0: there's no reason to go to the Knicks even if you're a Nick. so
2: <laughs> don't report that's what Chris Daps Porzingis did he just didn't come back for his exit interview he didn't want to go to the Knicks either
0: that's it just leave them alone. Just whatever, uh, and that brings us to the redemption tour, which Kyrie said that, that that's what next year is going to be. That it's going to be kind of a redemption. Uh, is my hope is because uh, <laughs> they they talk about this uh, with with him and his future and everything. So he says flat out, my hope is that maybe we could limit limit it to one question a day about what I'm doing next year. That's my hope. But obviously I can't really control that. I think you guys can feel my attitude is really just redemption next year. Really integrating myself with our team again and really focusing on winning a championship. That's the only thing I'm worried about until I get to that point that I can't really answer any questions. I'm pretty sure management and I will have a talk, but that won't happen now. So that's next year, redemption. It's him. It's Gordon. He's excited about Gordon Hayward. He's excited about Tatum and Brown, who he said that you can see that those guys – are showing themselves to be s- stars for, for the long term. Uh, so he's very excited about next year. He's focused on next year. Obviously, he's got a lot of business interests, which we talked about on the Monday show with Soap on Deb. And sure, he's got a lot of things outside of basketball that he's interested in. But next year, when it comes to basketball, he's talking championship. He's talking about feeling good with players that he likes, uh, getting excited about playing with these guys again. And that, I think, the biggest focus is coming back and and talking about
1: a championship, legitimately talking about a championship. That's first and foremost on his mind. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. (laughs)
2: it was for Kyrie having to watch probably the Eastern conference finals, knowing like, if I was only like here right now, we could totally beat the Cavs. Like we could take down LeBron, my former teammate. We could go to the finals. We would have like, uh, I don't know if they would win, but they would have a, it'd be competitive because Kyrie's insane. Just like having to watch that. Of course he wants redemption. And I love that there, you mentioned that like, yeah, they're bringing talking about a championship. Now they have championship expectations. um, bringing like the way when you finish in the Eastern Conference finals and bring back two all-stars like Kyrie and Gordon Hayward uh they have to be the like favorites to be to win the east next year and so i like that the 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 Celtics recognize that i mean talking to Brad Stevens you would say like you would hear like the goal is the championship every year and that's what we're building towards but you know like internal expectations they don't uh, like didn't probably expect to beat the warriors this year didn't expect to beat them last year Um, They have realistic expectations, but next year they have legitimate, I think, championship expectations. And so the fact that Kyrie is talking about that in June, I think is a good sign because it shows that he he's uh, on the the same level as me, which is always a good sign.
0: (laughs) That's it. When you're on the same level as Jan Packard. You're in a good place. You're thinking
2: straight. You're thinking correct. You're sealing things clearly.
0: Yep. You're you're focused on process over results. Although he's also focused on the results, I suppose. Never mind. So uh, I'll read this directly from J King uh, on the Your Athletic. Boy. Your the boy, kid. the kid, exactly the kid writing he's on stupid. <laughs> the Athletic. It's just, it's just all his buzzwords. It's just it should just be a J King buzzword episode. <laughs> um, but on the Athletic. Uh, this is the the uh, paragraph he wrote about uh, Hayward. Mentioning Hayward's upcoming return, Irving broke out in a big smile. The five-time All-Star has said he thinks, quote, all the time about how Hayward will impact the Celtics lineup possibilities. The obvious takeaway from the decla- that declaration, like everyone else in Boston, Irving is eager to see the full potential of this Celtics team, uh, which is perfect because – That was that news conference last year. Was the it's about to get crazy? G and that that little like gift that them turning to each other and like looking at each other's eyes and like that that right there is still unrealized, just basketball greatness. So uh, he's excited. I'm excited about what this team is going to be, and that brings us to the next. Topic: The third big topic out of this, the LeBron thing, which he was asked about. And, you know, he kind of played coy uh, about whether uh, the Celtics were putting him, making him uncomfortable uh, and everything. So he says, Irving said uh, the the Celtics put things at ease when rumors arise. He heard the LeBron rumors uh, coming up. Uh, and he says in this business, I've kind of experienced it all. I've seen a lot. So we'll see what management does. And that was the end of it. Uh, we've talked about it on this show. You've talked about it with Jay. I've talked about it with Jay. I've talked about it with you. I'm just do not expect, do not expect it. I don't see When we've just talked about. Gordon Hayward and these other guys, uh, the guys that are making Irving kind of glow and smile and feel great about what's coming to get rid of those guys to kind of blow up this team right now. I know it's LeBron. Like, I know how stupid some of you might think I sound if you're a first-time listener and you're coming, especially from a non-Celtics perspective. You're like, you're stupid. You put in, you you go for LeBron when you can get LeBron. But not with this team. Not with this team. Not with Hayward. Not with Kyrie. Like, I really feel like they can can be on a, a championship pace without having to add LeBron. They can get to the finals without having to add LeBron.
2: Yeah, I agree. They don't need to add LeBron, and it would be a, like a, a super dick move to Gordon Hayward because, like, the only way it really works out is if uh, you trade them directly for each other. I just can't see the Celtics doing that, but it's just – I agree with you that, like, they have – I don't think they need LeBron. Sure, you'd like to have LeBron, This and this is going to totally come back to bite me in the ass right It's going to be aggregated. With just the thing is like Jam Packard says he doesn't want LeBron. And Celtics. No, I do. He's quite good. But I, I agree you don't have to like mess up your entire chemistry. And I just don't think it's going to happen. Like there's like Stephen A. Smith said something and then we all got caught up in it. But like you haven't heard anything since then. Uh, the recent rumor I heard was that Bronny Jr. Uh, signed up to be in high school in Los Angeles and he's going to the Lakers. And uh, that's what I think is going to happen. And that's actually what I want to have happen. Yes. Which uh, is crazy talk to some Celtics fans maybe of saying, like, uh, you don't want the Lakers to be good. No, I think that, like, I was really trying to think of, like, what destination would be for the most interesting NBA. And the Lakers, assuming Paul George also goes there, and the Warriors and the Rockets in the West, just that's just entertaining. And then he's out of the East, and you're basically one less uh, – then you just have to basically beat the Bucks and the Sixers – and you're in the finals, and I think the Celtics coming back with uh, Kyrie and Hayward should be able to do that easily. Like, LeBron on the Lakers just makes the most sense to me. Plus, if the Lakers were good again, Lakers-Celtics becomes that much more interesting. Like, you can have Christmas Day games. I don't know. It's good when the Lakers are good.
0: I Look, it, of course, the rivalry, you, you kind of want both teams to be good at the same time. Uh, it, it sucks when either the Lakers or the Celtics are good, and the other one isn't because you don't have that potential for another Celtics Lakers which I want all the time I'm on board I'm on board on Sunday morning when I was writing the morning dump on Red's Army it hit me it is the exact same thing that hit you it's the same exact me- I want LeBron to go to the Lakers it, it's I again yeah LeBron on the Celtics would be fine I would be happy with LeBron on the Celtics. I really would. I know people, there, there are Celtics fans who are listening right now who want to shoot me by, because I'm saying that and they hate LeBron so much, but whatever. We'll, we'll but get
2: think about that. the, the hate that's going to combine the Laker hate, yes. the LeBron hate comes into one. Then you got all these Kobe stands over here trying to insert that into like the conversation. Oh, Every so time good. LeBron fails, they'd be like, Oh my God, Mamba mentality. Mamba would have made that shot. It would be a, uh, like Twitter would go crazy. It would be the best story for the NBA. I think uh, I'm fully in LeBron to the Lakers. Sign me up. I think from a Boston perspective, that has the highest potential
0: for awesomeness because like you said, Lakers would be good. It could throw that team in disarray. I love the point about the Kobe stands because it's always been Kobe versus LeBron. And now you have LeBron on the team and the Kobe stands are going to be like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Who do I what? And just the heads explode like scanners style. Uh, the the Lakers being good out west would be great because the Warriors are already obviously good. The Rockets will stay good because I'm pretty confident in them running everything back. So what a gauntlet for those three teams to rush through. And there are other really good teams out west. They will beat the shit out of each other that getting to the finals will be just the most vicious gauntlet meanwhile the celtics will have to get past uh the sixers who will still be good the raptors who will still be good but the celtics would i believe in this scenario be the favorites if lebron and paul george do not go to the the sixers you get if you can get lebron and the Lakers against Boston in the final. You beat the Lakers and LeBron in one fell swoop. Oh, man. would be magnificent. Oh, my God. that would
2: be so good.
0: Oh, I want that so bad. I am so – I want that so bad right now. That would be so awesome. Like, that would be my best-case scenario. Lakers getting to the finals against the Celtics with LeBron, with Paul George, Celtics beating them in six, celebrating on on their home court, in the garden watching LeBron skulk off in that purple and gold – Oh, boy.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Oh. Here's the crazy thing about the Lakers. So the Lakers can add those two guys, but then they still have young players and a Luol Deng contract to get off. You, hypothetically, they could go after like a higher salary person and make it like another big three around Paul George and LeBron James. I don't know who that player is. There's no one immediately comes to mind. You think maybe a point guard or you think maybe a big man, but um, the Lakers still have some options even after just using their max cap space. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, they'll have to do things like uh, Julius Randle. They'll, they'll have to figure that out. They do have a ton of space. They definitely have a ton of space. But, but they could
2: try Lonzo and Kuzma for whoever. Like, there's no reason to stay attached to those guys. Like, if you're going to bring in LeBron and uh, Paul George. And there's a very much rumors that LeBron doesn't like Lonzo, which I'm all for. Uh, uh, oh, that would be awesome. That's that good old-fashioned awesome. drama.
0: That would be great. Although, I mean, I think, well... The thing with Alonzo is that he, he's just not a good shooter, obviously, and, and you need the shooting. So, but his passing, I think, would work alongside LeBron. You wouldn't have to have LeBron being the, the main facilitator, so he could play off ball more. But they, teams would just be able to help off Alonzo a lot. Um, Julius Randle, I think, would be a, a candidate to then be re-signed in that situation, but he's not—he's not really stretching the floor, so. I don't know. I, they, they could turn that around, but then they would have a lot of a lot of trouble filling the bench. They'd be a top-heavy big three team, but they would really not have a ton of bench help, which would hurt them against the Warriors because the Warriors do have bench help. And so, uh, and I still think they would have a better starting five. So, I, they, hey, look, I'm I'm all for whatever, anything maximum drama over there that causes the Lakers to to maybe have to blow it up and get rid of promising young guys. We'll, we'll see. So, I'm on board. Count me in. Okay, let's uh finish off on a fun note. Jason Tatum posted a picture on Instagram and just like anything else that happens on Instagram, it's, you know, fodder for comments. And so today, it was shirtless Jason Tatum and Shane Larkin swooped in almost immediately with the comment, "Wait room?" question mark. <laughs>
2: It's a very like uh, it's a great roast because Jason Tatum does look thin as hell. He look he's gaunt, gaunt I say, he and is thin. and yeah he needs to hit the weight room. And it was uh it was kind of shocking to see how thin he was. But I'm glad it's uh it's been fun following the Celtics as they as they embrace social media more in the off season. Uh, they're doing a little bit more traveling, the Instagram stories, the Snapchats. It's been fun, and uh, I expect to see them roast each other for. Uh, all of summer who would who Snapchat or, or who's whose social media are you most interested in seeing this summer? That's my question for you.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Jalen Brown He's just he's so he could be he could show up anywhere in the world. Yeah, it just could be anywhere. He could be in like, you know, Nepal one day. You're like, oh, OK, there he is. He's you know, he could be inside some inside some Buddhist temple but who knows? And then next thing you know, he's working out with Jimmy Butler. And he just could be anywhere in the world at any time. And that will just end up being highly memeable. It's going to be a ton of pictures that end up in that, like, four-picture set that people yeah. love to tweet out. I think it's going to be perfect.
2: Well, That's how we got Desert Jalen from last year. A that's lot all, of exactly. cool pics. A lot of cool sunglass picks from Jalen, which is part of his signature look. So you're right. I wasn't even thinking from the meme perspective, but – uh, Jalen off season. No, I, I, I thought you just
0: live life from the meme perspective.
2: I thought I did. I don't <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it, the meme thing is very new to me. I've just, I've just finally caught on uh, this season, but, uh, Tito, I think is going to create a lot of memes, but you know where he's going to be. He's going to be in Miami or he's going to be in Cleveland. Um, but I am looking forward to him being on a podcast, to uh, hear what he has to say. But in terms of social media, I think it's obvious. Everyone wants to know what Brad Stevens is doing all summer. I think I just <laughs> wish he would. Post more uh, Snapchat stories of just him watching film, going to other people's basketball practices, talking basketball with other guys. Uh, it would be fascinating. Uh, that's just me. Uh, but <laughs> maybe that's weird. It, it
0: could it'd be the same post over and over again, just him on a basketball court talking to somebody,
2: gesturing but maybe. Think of how much you would learn from all those videos. It would be such a good instructional tape.
0: It'd be like following the Encyclopedia Britannica on Instagram. That, oh, the I'd watch every
2: version. second. I'd watch every second of Brad <laughs> Stevens' uh, Instagram story.
0: Absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm the type of basketball nerd that would just be like all over it. Like I could just sit there and watch him break down film for hours like a, a little kid, like a, a teenage girl watching like uh, Justin Bieber or whatever the current version of Justin Bieber is. Uh, I think it's
2: still Justin Bieber, but I don't really? know. I don't know. Oh, I'm so I... out of touch. Uh, is One Direction still a thing? Now I'm yeah. That's, no, I don't,
0: I, I don't think that's still a thing.
2: There's who knows I, who I, knows I, what the youth are doing.
0: I, I don't know the youth today. I I saw some promo for some MTV thing, and they were, they listed like ten people. I, I I had no clue who anybody was. They're like <laughs> the ten hottest stars of the day, and I'm like, who are these people? And so that's it. I'm I'm officially done done with that my spotify daily mixes are all like 70s funk and like nothing beyond like 1993 rap it's you know except for me i got a lot of
2: hollow notes i got a lot of hollow notes all over across my daily mixes
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's embarrassing actually what what are you talking
2: about hollow notes rock man Mm-hmm. One time in Boston, I went to a Hall & Oates concert. I was like 17 years old, and I showed up, and I didn't know that it was a Christmas tour. So the, for the first half, they just played all Christmas music, and it was the worst concert I've ever been to, oh, and I was very upset. They came back with the hits in the second half of the show after the intermission, um, but uh, oh my god. That was a brutal, brutal concert I went to, and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm a big Hall & Oates fan because they go, man. They're funky.
0: Yeah, all right, okay. Some of it's good, some of it's fine. Uh, the The best concert I've been to was the, the one uh, a couple weeks ago, the, the Yo! MTV Raps 30th Anniversary concert. That was, like, the best thing ever, because you get, like, three songs from all the classics. You know, like, Eric B. and Rakim got back together to close the show. Uh, the Beat Nuts were there. Uh, the only thing was, uh, Public Enemy couldn't make it. So it was basically Flavor Flav and Terminator X with no Chuck D, which is they
2: just did. Can't Chuck f- D feels pretty important to that equation. Yeah,
0: yeah. They just did 911 as a joke and can't do nothing for you, man. And that was like it. And then
2: Flavor How Flavor big Flavor was the
0: clock on Flavor Flav's neck? I He didn't actually wear a clock. Oh, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So,
0: well, that was today's version of John's fucking old. <laughs>
2: It. it's good that's perfect summer junk we're in the summer we got to end the show with yeah. uh, some nonsense stuff
0: nonsense totally but hey whatever all right so uh thanks to you uh, whatever age you are for listening you can make fun of me for my uh old assness whatever that's fine i'm i can accept it uh so whatever uh we'll be back for a friday show i guess we're gonna go monday wednesday friday for a little bit until uh the drafts or summer league we'll we're all going to Vegas, so we'll have uh, extended Summer League coverage there, and you'll definitely want to get the summer junk from Summer League. That's, <laughs> that's going to be where the real shit happens. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast for that, if nothing else. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Locked On Celtics. It's everywhere. It's even on Spotify. It's wherever you get podcasts. If you are already a subscriber, hit us with that five-star rating. Give us a good review and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell people they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast
1: here on the Lockdown Podcast
2: Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you
1: should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the Screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life.
2: On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before.
1: Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.